thought we'd open this for a bit of a food break. So we talk about some of the big stories in food right now in this town. Uh, some of these are hilarious. Let's start with the Sydney restaurant in Surrey Hills that's causing a stir because it's basically offering two Jats crackers for 10 bucks. <laughs> now, Kat, you told me you've been to this restaurant. I went yes. last week for a birthday dinner. It's called Kill. Yes. It's in Surrey Hills and you went for a birthday dinner. Did the... Jats crackers get a run. We didn't get that. You know why? Someone didn't like anchovies, so the Jats crackers weren't there. To be honest, I probably wouldn't have picked it anyway, but the rest of the food was amazing, but I I've would have that. never have gotten Jats crackers. Well, people are divided. Some are saying it's great. Other people are saying uh, it's 10 bucks for two Jats crackers. I'm guessing that's <laughs> camp you're in, MG. <laughs> I'm definitely in that camp. I, I actually made an anti-pasta last weekend that looked better than this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Kiln is a beautiful restaurant, but anchovies on top of Jats with a little bit of butter, come on, man, you'd be better than that. Jats, smoked butter and anchovy. Mm. Now, look, two, ten bucks for two Jats crackers. Look, Corbett, look, now, if it was a salada, yes. All of a sudden, I'm getting banged for my buck. You can have, a, you know, salada. That's a whole... I could woof one of those. That's right. Um, maybe they should follow it with a $35 piece of cheese and cabana and a $200 serving of fish and chips. You know, this is what these fancy restaurants do, don't you? Yes. I went to the Fat Duck in um, in uh, in England, and they'd had, like, fish and chips, but what they'd do is they'd put like earphones on your head so you'd hear the sounds of seagulls oh, and, a tra- oh. and a tray a tray of sand a tray of sand at your feet so you'd put your feet in the sand and you go it's all good but you know there's a fancy way to get me to pay more for not much by the yeah, way but- I said to, I interviewed Heston Blumenthal and I said to him I said Fat Duck I said good name for a restaurant bad name for a strip club yeah, definitely. <laughs> they went a bit far, but when they put a blue bottle around your neck as well, that's a bit going too far. Oh, you know? well, you know, that's exactly right. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, now, McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, have released a Valentine's Day menu item, which I think uh, may not impress the girls as much as they're hoping. Uh, from Wednesday, the fast food chain is launching a limited edition chicken McNugget box, complete with a pop-up heart-shaped handles, to celebrate Valentine's Day. And it's a brave man who comes home with a box of <laughs> McNuggets and says, Happy Valentine's, Happy Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. Uh, the, it's only available until February 14. And the limited edition box is solely for those buying a 10-pack of the chicken treat. How good is that? Nothing says, I love you, like reconstituted boneless <laughs> chicken. <laughs> This is a big risk. You're flying without a net here. You, uh, this could make or break any relationship. You need a bit of confidence. You know what I say? It's not true love until you've dunked your genitals in the spicy barbecue sauce. Oh. Uh, that's a little apres dinner. Burp, burp. I like that. Um, I like the mustard that. better. <laughs> You could go down on one knee, and when she says, you're proposing, you say, no, I'm just looking for my chicken nugget. I, I, dropped, I dropped a chicken nugget. Oh, my God. And it's represented. Look, they've got a heart on the box. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Which will come in handy when you need your triple bypass <laughs> heart, heart, heart operation because you've just woofed 10 nuggets. Um, have we got time for one more? Go on, uh, why not? Oh well, let's finish with this one. This we might, Tasha. I know one. you've got you've got a bun for us. We might come back and do that in the next break. But before that, we need to get to the French expat who uh, is now a penis waffle purveyor. <laughs> <laughs> she makes she uh, makes other things, which we won't get into here. Uh, she opened a patisserie and she makes uh, penis waffles. It's like some waffles out of penis. I used to be a penis waffle model, model. Actually, but I, I'd model, but they ran out of batter. Hey, here's how. Here, here's here's how, here's how you can order it. You can order it, you can order it with sprinkles, choc chop, erect or flaccid, and when ordering it, you'll say all of the standard. Uh, and my girl here, she'll have the penis waffle circumcised, please. <laughs> I tell you what, the model on this picture, yeah, very what, impressive, very impressive. I'll tell, tell you what, that's that's not being offered in an Asian restaurant. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Okay, I think we're done. I think, I think so too. Thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. I mean, you know what? You know when you have ordered dessert and and your your girlfriend never orders, but then asks for a spoon. She yeah, goes straight yes. into that. You gotta oh, finish yeah. that. But she also makes what? Uh, vulvas. V u l v a. Waffles Volvo. shaped like penises and vulvas. And what was what's your vul- question? Well, you, I'm going to educate you later in NRL. What you can educate me now? What's a vulva? Let the girls maybe. I take reckon this we one. can take this, this one. What do you reckon? Yeah. What is a vulva? You've got five what? children. It's the outfit. But none of them are called vulva. <laughs> oh my lord! Wasn't that on Seinfeld? Yeah. Well, I mean, what this is, is concerning because a vulva also includes a very important part of the female genitalia that you definitely yeah. need to be aware of. That's all I'll say in the most polite way possible. It's, it's a Valentine's yeah, Day gift. There you go. Find it. <laughs> can we can we point to this on a map somewhere? Can you can we? Can you tell us when we're warm? <laughs> I think we'll just grab you and put you there. Put it in Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> He's got five children. It's a vulva. <laughs> Can we get a vulva model in? <laughs> and there's the other bit of bullshit we heard during the break. Both oh, girls yeah. are yeah. repeat MG. Have you, yeah. Did you hear this? <laughs> Both of the girls said, Kat and Tash, I wouldn't mind a McDonald's uh, pack for Valentine's Day. That'd be great for me. Bullshit. Do not fall for that, gentlemen. <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is the road to hell. It is not. I, I de- love it. Oh, you uh, you say it now. If your husband comes home with a ten pack, of, he is cooked. He will. He will be cooked more thoroughly than the ten the pack nuggets. of nuggets he's delivering to you. He has not a leg to stand on. Don't you dare fall for it. Uh, what are you bringing to the table, please? And by the way, good to see you sitting in on the Volvo chat, Tash. <laughs> I was, I was hoping you'd come in and talk about interest rates at some stage, but let, let's get the big ones out of the way first, shall we? I got told it was New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet interest rates, but we've. What do you got? The girls. What you're bringing is some food to the table. What is I it? I am nothing to do with what you mentioned earlier. This is uh, from Coles. Bit of controversy in the supermarket aisle in the lead up to Easter, they've introduced the special burger sauce hot cross bun. So they're basically mixing with what is good. They're messing with something that's not broken. Apparently it has this special burger sauce flavour in the hot cross bun. People love it. Other people hate it. Uh, Why? Why is it controversial? Because people are saying just stay with the hot cross bun. It's just a couple of sultanas and leave the recipe as normal. Here's the thought. Why not uh, wait and release it at Easter? <laughs> That's true. That's Where the controversial we? part. These things were in the store. Boxing Day. Unbelievable. Where is it? Is it Woolies and Coles, did you say? Coles. Okay. Well, uh, someone's tummy's rumbling. MG's writing this down. I'm going down for a hot cross bun and a vulva. Yep. Guys, when we come back, we're going to talk about a story uh, that's alarming and disturbing. It's about a woman who breastfed her husband. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the star reveals this is built bombshell. Wow. I've watched Hollywood. Can you show me real quick? As you I know, had no Nikki idea o. you were as interested in this stuff. I thought you were just a sportsman. I thought no. that was your, your only interest. But you keep you keep texting me, yep. going, have you heard about this and have you seen this? What have you got for us in the entertainment report today? Well, there's actually lots. Um, let's start with uh, Ruby Rose and the Veronicas. Um, okay. Obviously, Ruby Rose went out with one of the, the Aussie singers, Jess. Um, but Ruby Rose has vowed to expose the truth what? About, about the Veronicas in a scathing social media post, dubbing the twins horrific. Mm. <laughs> what? So, so basically she's, just, she's opened up saying that these two are toxic um, and, and I'm going to come out with memoirs and I'm going to expose you for the, for, the, for, the, for the horrific people you are. So stay tuned for that one because that's wow. going to rock everyone's... Whose, whose corner are you in, MG? Are you in Ruby Rose's corner? Or are you the no, Ver- are you a Veronica's man? Uh, yeah, I'm or a Ruby man. Rose man? Are you the Veronica's I'm Ver- corner? Yeah, I'm Veronica's. I like <laughs> twins. <laughs> <laughs> you got sons. you got boy, you got twin sons. That's what I'm, I'm a twin man. I've got okay. twin boys, Fred Buster, yep. Lenny Walter. Fred's the oldest, he's the heir, Lenny's the spare. I've said it before. That's the way they roll. And, and can we hurry this up? They're in a car out the front. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, oh, come on, man. 
Um, Pamela Anderson <laughs> Hang on a second. The, uh... Hang on a second. I'm not finished with you. Which Veronica did Ruby Rose go out with? Uh, Jess. <laughs> did you, do you know that or are you making yeah, it I up? Do. Yeah, I do. How do yes. you know that? Because What's the hits? Here... What was the Veronica's hits? Do you know that? Uh, he's one of them. Play that one. Not that hit, but... <laughs> forever. Let me show you. Singing along the Veronicas. If you're just tuning in now, MG you know what, singing along the Veronicas. You know what did it? You know what did me in for Ruby? Ruby was. I didn't mind Ruby until I saw her in John Wick Three, and oh, she just didn't oh, really yeah, do yeah. much for me in that. She she didn't talk in it. She had no dialogue. And I love John I didn't, Wick. I didn't think she was a bad. I didn't think she was a really good gangster. So John I Wick Four. John Wick Four. Not far away. How good's that? That's a date I, film. Oh, that is John Wick. Take me, let's, let's me oh, I'll take you. Together. I'm going to take you as my date to John Wick Four, and we're going to do a body <laughs> count. Oh, it'll be so much fun! I'll get you a large popcorn and coke. No chocolate. Pamela Anderson is in the news again. What's she um, done now? Well, she's she's got a memoir out. She's got a Netflix, uh, you know, series on at the moment, which is, is, is breaking all records. Um, yeah. She talks about her off and on relationship with Kelly Slater in this new ne- mm. Netflix documentary. Apparently, they were both going out together in the mid-90s when he was on Baywatch and she was on Baywatch. And then all of a sudden, he was wondering where she was one night and he, she eloped with Tommy Lee and uh, maybe it had something to do with this as well. Uh, thanks to uh, my girlfriend and my, my girlfriend and my friend. Yeah, Kelly said he's got girlfriends, so he wasn't uh, he wasn't not to blame in this either because he was um, he's a bit of a playboy. And Kelly then Slater. she but she she married Tommy Lee, and that didn't last. I can't believe it. I mean, I if Tommy, and Tommy, if they can't make it, what what hope can. do the rest of us have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and, all right. And finally, in my little entertainment uh, report, um, did you see the Grammys? And did you see how? Peed off and just didn't want to be there. Ben Affleck was. I mean, the OMG. Oh, hang hang on. On. OMG, MG. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 he sat there with resting bitch face all he, night. Oh. Got ticked off by the misses. Yep. Have you? Whose side are you on here? Who's in trouble? I'm. I'm on J Lo's side. I don't side. like Ben Affleck. I. <laughs> There you go. What's I said your, it. What's your beef with him? Yeah, you know, he was a bad. He was a bad Batman. <laughs> you are right. Once again, MG is a hundred percent on the money. Worst Batman ever. And, and, that's I, and I really like Garner. I like. I liked his ex-wife. I liked her in Alias, Jennifer Garner, and I can't believe he he done the dirty on her. So I'm I'm on J Lo's team. I get rid of him, J Lo. Get rid of Affleck. He's a bad egg. He's a bum. He's no yep. good. Yeah. Mind you, having seen this, I say to you, we all, am I, <laughs> we've all been dragged along to events oh. by the missus we didn't want to go to. Am I right, oh. fellas? Oh yes, we are. You got about you got millions of boys in the cars right now oh. on the job sites going. Yes, Mickey. Yes, yes, we have. We've all had to be dragged along and pretend we're enjoying it when clearly we're not. Uh, as I sat there and sulked through an entire screening of Eat, Pray, Love once. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, this could be a good call. One triple three five three. What yep. have you been dragged along to that's given you a touch of the the Ben Afflicks? <laughs> uh, but let's go to the callers, Ben. Uh, what do you get dragged along to? I got dragged along to uh, I think at the casino. It was a black tie event that I did not want to be at. Yeah, and sure. I do not associate with. Yeah. Anyway, the good thing was the barman that was serving drink, he'd actually noticed that I was not happy. And he said, you don't want to be here, do you, mate? And I said, absolutely not. And every time my beer was nearly empty, he um, replaced it with a full one. So. Oh, how good. Ah, you can always look to a friendly face from a barman. You know what? In a, yep. in a troubled room, gravitate to a barman. Sit up there, talk to him. You made the right call. Well done. Mick's on the line. Mick, uh, what did you get dragged along to by the missus? Uh, it was a, an amateur production of Fiddler on the Roof. Kill me now. Kill me. Uh, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was long. Like, it got to... I thought it was over, but it was just the intermission. And <laughs> I, I know that feeling. A friend of mine, so Luke Darcy, who's an AFL footballer. A champion good, bloke. He was a champion bloke, absolutely, MG. And he had to 
early days of courting with his now wife, she goes, I would like you to come along to a musical. Oh. And he goes, oh, sure. Now, he's a footballer. A musical's not his strong suit. I think he was at a performance of Nonsense or Hello, Dolly or something <laughs> like that. And when, they, when, they, when the curtain came down, he goes, well, Great. Well, that was good. Let's go. They go, no, no, it's intermission. <laughs> intermission. It's oh. intermission. He couldn't oh. believe it. I think his phrase was, I would rather stick needles in my eyes than watch the second half of that. <laughs> well done. Matt's on the line. Matt, uh, what did your partner drag you along to? Oh, I've got a little bit of a flip side. Yeah. I um, met this girl and we had our first date, first time meeting. And good on you. She met my sister within the first five minutes, and yep. my sister proceeded to invite her as my date to her wedding that weekend. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, no. That's like going to meet the, meet the in-laws on the first, second date. So who was, who was more upset, you or the friend of your sister? No, no. no look, look, it was fine. Like, the... the um, neither of us were upset. It was just possibly the most awkward interaction I've had because we had about two hours of just going, well, that escalated quickly. And, and are you married to her now, Matt? Is this your, is your, your wife now? No, we got close. We got close. She was a lovely lady, but yeah, nice thing to work out. Ah, well, you'll be back. Don't give up. <laughs> Bigger and better. Marcus, uh, what did you get dragged along to? Is this Marcus's turn? Yes, Marcus. Yep. Yes, Marcus. Morning, Off you morning. go. Hello, mate. I, I uh, got dragged to a musical just like your mate, and uh, yeah. it was Char- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And oh. I had a skin. I got a skin full into me before I went because I knew it was going to be crap. But then I started heckling <laughs> Uncle Joe, or, uh, Grandpa Joe, about getting out of bed, and then uh, I think I got kicked out. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mate, you know, I, I got, I'll tell you mate. what. I got dragged along to Mickey in New York. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we, I went over there with Gus Warland and his best mate with Hugh Jackman, so we got uh, me and Pagey um, got dragged along to this one man show of, of Jacko, which was pretty good. But yeah. I, we, we'd had a bit of a, a drink beforehand, and I was like three rows back from the front stage in an in a intimate setting, right in the middle. So every time I wanted to go to the toilet, I had to walk past ten people, and I could, everyone could hear me. And, and after the show, show <laughs> that night. Use Jacko said, MG, was that you who was trying to pass people and get past people? Oh, yeah, no. Mate, it was, mate. I'm sorry, but it went too long, you. Three hours, but, mate. Come on. Hey, no, but, I know but, you're, you're a good actor, but wow. Hey, well done, MG. Some pretty good name dropping there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I love I it. I, I love name dropping. I was uh, I was saying it to my good friend Johnny Depp just the other day. But, uh, name dropping is, <laughs> yeah, ben Affleck. Uh, is, is one of those things. Um, I got kicked out of a performance of uh, Mary Poppins once. Why? Um, well, they, they, you know, they had this bit where she, they flew her. Uh, it was a magnificent moment where she flew, you know, Mary Poppins flew with the umbrella and they flew her over the audience. And I may have uh, got caught upskirting her. Oh, what? But, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, options are limited. <laughs> That's pretty boring. <laughs> hey, guys, just before we go to the news, and by the way, Sam Pang coming up. Uh, you know, well, that's going to be a mighty way to boot this baby home. Uh, just letting you know, um, uh, this came across my desk, new to the city, obviously. Um, what's the deal with the Manly Ferries? Cat, uh, you can help me out here. A new Manly Ferry has suffered a catastrophic engine failure during yeg- regular safety drills forcing the operator to pull it from service amid growing concerns about the reliability of the new vessels. Now, I've seen these new vessels. Three have gone down. Uh, what's the deal, do you know? Well, apparently there's just a bit of mechanical failure. This might explain it a bit. <laughs> there it is. That's, I saw that this morning, the Manly Ferry, cutting its way very slowly to Circular Quay. All righty. Well, uh, here's, here's one for the ages. We're biting off the big ones today. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't believe Don Perrottet's coming on this show. So far, we've covered penis waffles, and we're about to get into uh, a woman who breastfeeds her husband. Uh, she recalls the moment her partner had to help her out after she forgot her milk pump. Well, I could explain the story to you, but why don't we let Janelle McLoon 
uh, from Boston, Massachusetts, uh, tell you herself how she dealt with it uh, in Puerto Rico. So you know the part in your marriage vows, for better or for worse? Well, I had to take my husband up on that. So we were in Puerto Rico. I'm breastfeeding, and I just forget to pack my pump for whatever reason. My boobs are, like, on fire. By, like, the first day, I'm like, Josh, I need you to help me out. And that's what he did. So I'm here to tell you I had a breastfeed my husband. Yes, you heard it. She breastfed her husband, and this guy, or a hero, he, he should have his own statue. He should have a statue with a big smile and a milky moustache. <laughs> <laughs> he should have a. <laughs> hey, he's taken one for the team. Well, he's possibly taken two for the team. We don't. <laughs> we, we just don't know. I mean, that's a lot of milk for one guy, don't you reckon? You probably have to get your mates around. Maybe guys, lactose intolerant. <laughs> guys, I need a chop out here. Can you? <laughs> it'd be like tapping up a keg. You go. I'll go the. I'll go the left. You guys go the right. Let's just get that's, this done. Did you see the movie but, but, Me, Myself and Irene with Jim Carrey? I did. It's one of, it's one of the great scenes. Uh, do you know that's one of my favourite movies of all time? I Me just, too. Me I too. just cannot uh, get enough of it. With his sons. How good are his sons? Yeah, um, yeah breast milk. I don't know. It's probably still better than almond milk, but it's so. a hard one to get to. I mean, she could at least put some in his coffee. Am I right? Exactly. Maybe exactly. he could have warmed it up. He could have put her breast over one of those things. <laughs> you know what I would have done if that had happened with me? What? <laughs> my partner, I would have, like, I would have put some Kalura in my mouth. <laughs> yes, some, or some Baileys. Some Baileys. Yeah. Maybe some Tia Maria. How are you taking yeah. your breast milk? With a shot of Kalua, please. <laughs> All right, we'll be back to clean this up. Um, <laughs> <No>, we won't. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. Checking the latest online. It's Mick Talk. Every time the phone goes off, I think it's my phone. I think I've left my phone on. Jeez. Hey, uh, this is a big one today. This is causing a lot of grief out there for a lot of couples. Uh, and I saw this first in the Daily Telegraph a day or two ago, and here we are, a Sydney woman, Sydney women, have banded together to catch cheating partners and home wreckers. Good on you, girls. Through a, <laughs> not to be encouraged. Oh. Uh, through a social media tactic inspired by other states in Australia, a private Facebook group titled, Do We Have the Same Boyfriend? Yes. Sydney. It's accumulated 9,000 members already in just two days. It's caused a stir. Uh, since it's birth four days ago. Four days. Josh wow. is across this. You've joined us in the studio. Uh, why are you across this? Are you on it? Uh, I tried to join it, but I got rejected. So I wanted to get a bit of intel, but it's purely just for women only. So, so I've joined and been flat out rejected. Well, why did, you didn't think to do it under a yeah, chick's name? An or? alias? Like, <laughs> I just thought I'd give it a crack to see that? if I could get it. What did they say? No. Just rejected flat out no. Well, that should become... Tell us what happened. Tell us how this so originated. It's, it's blown up on TikTok quite a bit. So it's every state now has a Facebook group saying, do we have the same boyfriend? And all these girls are joining and posting photos of a guy that they're seeing that they may speculate oh, that he's cheating. Oh, how good. Wow. And it's blown up. Are you dating up. this guy? Are you dating thing. this guy? So oh. it's getting up to 30 posts a day. And in the last month, it's had 525 in Sydney oh, yeah. alone. So, so basically, if you're cheating, boys, you, your days are over. But it's people. <laughs> your that... days are done. I'm joining. Uh, do you remember? You're joining. I'm jo- Why oh. wouldn't I join this? I'm dating at the moment. Do you remember moment. a show called Cheaters? The TV well, show? I do. I was, I was featured on it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Mick walk out of the bar. No, no. My, my favourite thing when I remember seeing everyone, remember when Ashley Madison, which, which is a yes. website for married people, to cheat, yep. so you can yep. cheat. You can hook up with someone. Remember, they got hacked, and they they had the whole list. Oh, I've never seen more nervous men uh, in the office, yeah, yeah. running around <laughs> looking Ashley a little Ma- under Ashley pressure. Madison. Oh God! So what's happening here? Give us. Have you got an example of who's on it? Yeah, yeah. So there's all do- sorts of people. So we've got this one grab of this girl who um, her boyfriend has told her not to join the group. Tell me why my boyfriend told me not to join the. Do we have the same boyfriend? 
group chat on Facebook because it says it's toxic. <laughs> well, honey, I joined it. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's on it. He's in trouble. He's, he's, on it. <laughs> he's, he's a number, baby. He's not going to do well out of this. Okay, but standing um, up for the blokes here because a lot of blokes are being posted in here, and essentially they're just seeing a girl, and a girl is just maybe matched them on oh. Tinder and wanted to scout out what they're like. Yeah, that's so fair some yeah. some guys are being thrown under the bus and typical for no reason that they're on there. So we've got this one guy who. Um, doesn't understand why he's in the group. So he's from Sydney. Right, let's talk about this Facebook group that is happening in Sydney. It's called, is this your boyfriend too or whatever? I got added, yeah? If you're commenting, first of all, do you have nothing better to do with your time? But don't comment like this, run babes, if you're in my DMs like this. Like, is this you? Is this you? Oh, we're going to find him. Let's find that. That's right. not a comedy character. That's no, this is actual, legit. You didn't run around and get someone to put that voice down no, for me. This is legit. This is Courts doing oh. the pot. He's possibly right too, by the way, because once you put someone up there, the assumption is he's a dirty dog. And you can't and delete it. Be. And once it's up, you can't delete it. What is wrong no, with No, I would put some... I'm going on a date, and I would probably put him yeah. up there and go, does, does anyone know and about you know this? What? It's like TripAdvisor if, if you've for done, dating. If you've done nothing wrong, you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that said, please don't put me up there. <laughs> just please? <laughs> just once. <laughs> okay, I'm doing you, it. You can, wear, no, you, can, you can wear a disguise, okay? Yeah. Just once. Mate, mate, I'm telling you not to do that. <laughs> mate, for real. Natasha Belling joins us in the studio to talk about the latest interest rate rise, the ninth in a row. The RBA lifted its Bentmo cash rate to 3.35%. This is not good news for a lot of ordinary Australians. Had people who listen to this program will be directly affected by this. Can you tell us the implications, please, Tash? of this latest rate rise. Yeah, Mick, as you mentioned, good morning, MG, as well, that uh, the Reserve Bank, as they were predicted to do so, increased the official cash rate yesterday by 0.25% to 3.35%. Now, to break that down for you, it's not unusual for the average person to have a mortgage of hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes even more than that. For the average $750,000 loan, this is the ninth consecutive increase in the official cash rate by the RBA. That means if you've got a $750,000 loan, your extra extra repayments per month will be more than $1,300. Now, you have to find that money after tax. So coupled with the rising cost of living, as we know, we just heard their BP profits have gone through the roof. The cost of fuel has gone through the roof. Groceries has gone through the roof. Now, this comes on the back of the very, very controversial comments by the RBA Governor, Philip Lowe, where he promised interest rates would not increase until 2024. So he did say that. You, To put it in perspective, it's always a projection. Yes. And he's got it wrong. And I think a lot of people need to understand that when you when you bite on that information. That said, it's horrific out there. Oh. It's a bloodbath, and there's a lot of ordinary people struggling. Um, MG, you're one of them, and you're out there in, in the West where a lot of our listeners are and would be affected by this. How does it feel on the ground out there? It's hurting. It's, it's, it's really hurting. Um, you know, I've got about a $350,000 mortgage that I've, I've been you know, paying yep. off for the last 20 years, and um, it just keeps going up and up. Small businesses are closing all around the, all around the town. It's, it's at an all-time low. Morale is at an all-time low. Uh, we're coming out of a, a pandemic, and it's yep. not great news. Um, a lot of people would have been caught uh, in this, and we've got the Premier coming up shortly to discuss the cost of living and the impact of interest rates. If there's anything you would like us to ask, uh, please get on the line, talk to someone in our studio, and we will ask uh, directly on your behalf. Uh, but, Tash, can you say this is the last one? Or no. Where, 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 no, where are we going from so here? So, oh. you know, it's an interesting school of thought because I didn't know this until uh, recently. Only th- around 30% of Australians have a mortgage right now, which is very different to what it was 10, 15 yes. years ago. You know, we remember the days of people paying 19% interest. But there is a school of thought now whether this old school way of managing inflation, because that's the big issue. Inflation is at record yep. levels. Bad figures in January showing record inflation levels. So, basically, 
basically managing interest rates is not working at the moment. So there's a school how, of thought how, how whether it's working. When, when, when interest rates are going through the roof completely. and repayment, like so with that 30% you say, Tash, mm. what, so 70% of people own their houses or, or how many percentage of that are renting houses and stuff? So only 30% of people have a mortgage. And when we talk about interest rates, of course, if you've got a mortgage, it's a terrible scenario. But there are people, self-funded retirees, that are really struggling right right now at the cost of living because sometimes they could live off the interest. And wow. what fires yep. me off, go and have a look at your interest rate right now. Your interest rate for your credit cards is through the roof and your home loan, but gosh, it's really yeah. low if you've got any money in the bank. And if you're not buying a house, uh, good luck trying to get a rental mm. uh, is all I can say. It's, it's not great on the ground out there. We'll put some of these issues to, to the Premier uh, a little later on the program. Absolutely. one triple three five three is our number. We'll get to MG with sport shortly as well. It's Mick and MG in the morning on Triple M. What about the ball? A ball the past. Scores in session. Mick continues his NRL education. I'm a bit confused, MG. Uh, what is going on with this NRL, RLPA pay dispute? Oh. If, is this heading towards a strike? Good Lord. No one in sport wants that. Senior employees, I understand, are facing the sack after a secret recording. What? What is going on? Well, you just mentioned that six-letter word that no one wants to hear in any sport, and it's called strike. If that even gets brought up again, we're doomed because it's been going on the deadline between uh, the RLPA and the NRL, Mickey, went back to November uh, 2022. So this has been going on since lo- way last year. The players want uh, more support post-footy careers. Um, at the moment, they only get some support 12 months after they play. They want improved hardship fund um, for those that get injuries and can't secure a new deal. Um, they also want a fair share of revenue. NRL has reportedly offered to the players a 40.5% share of consolidated revenue but the players want more. Then yesterday, we're hearing about a, fa- uh, a senior employee from the NRL facing the sack after a secret recording of a meeting. This is bullshit, my, my goodness. Yeah. We're, we're, we're 22 days away from a kickoff, and we've got this massive black cloud that is hovering over our game. So get get this sorted. We've got to, look, we've got to get it sorted. We've, we've got to get down, you knuckleheads. Yeah, look, yeah. Mabdo and, and Newton have got to get in a room and they've got, to, they've got to duke it out until we come up with a resolution because the closer we get the kickoff, the, the more I'm getting worried that this won't be resolved. Yeah, it uh, never looks good, and I don't care what code you're talking about. 100%. Player strike is the nuclear option, and you just don't want to get there. Yeah, it's five minutes to midnight, people. Sort it. Well said. The RBA have lifted the benchmark cash rate for the ninth consecutive time, Corny's causing carnage out there in the suburbs. A lot of those people directly affected listen to this particular program and would like to know how the government can help. Uh, Premier Dom Perrottet has been kind enough to join us on the line and talk directly to those people. Uh, Premier, thanks for your time. We understand this isn't actually your direct responsibility, but what comfort can you give our listeners about the cost of living and where it's heading? Well, morning, Mick. Look, what, I, what I'd say is, uh, and what I've said to the banks today, uh, and I was the, the treasurer of this state for five years, and during the pandemic when the Reserve Bank uh, was cutting those rates, uh, only on one occasion uh, did the big four banks pass that uh, rate cut on in full. And on another occasion, they didn't pass it on at all. But they're very, very quick uh, when the bank, Reserve Bank increases rates uh, to pass on um, mm. those rate rises. So from our government's perspective, we're putting a lot of support in, in difficult times for uh, family support for their household budgets. Just last uh, weekend, we announced a $250 rebate uh, for households who go through Service New South Wales and look to switch uh, their retailer, which we think would save them an additional $400 on top of the 250 But other, other support we provide, um, our back-to-school vouchers I know are incredibly popular with families across New South Wales, our active kids vouchers, creative kids, our first lap swing vouchers. There's a whole range through Service New South Wales, which uh, we have provided uh, at a time when the state budget's been under pressure because ultimately you're here to look after families' budgets, and it's a difficult economic time and challenges lie ahead, uh, but I think the banks have a responsibility uh, to make sure they, they act in a measured way and put their customers first. 
Uh, you'd hope so, but if track record is any indication, uh, fat chance. Hi, uh, on the other hand, and congratulations on those measures. They are indeed helpful. Uh, for me personally, if you get schooners under $12 per shot, that would be much appreciated. <laughs> well, I can't control. I can't control the price of beer, Mick. If, if right. I could, we'd have it for you. And, and potatoes. If you can get potatoes down, so well, you can't get potatoes at the moment. <laughs> no, no. It is very hard. I also wanted to mention your pokies policy. Yeah. Um, this uh, it's a long-awaited gaming reform, and one that I think has broad appeal uh, out there in the electorate. Uh, this, uh, it's a biggest reform in a long time, since 1956. Uh, tell us a bit about it and how it will affect pubs and pub owners, of course. Yeah, well, Mick. So you know, New South Wales um, has more pokey machines than anywhere outside of Nevada. And if you take out casinos, uh, 40% of the world's pokey machines are in our state. Now, we had a report from the New South Wales Crime Commission uh, that, that showed that uh, there was money laundering happening through pokey machines in our state. Its number one recommendation was that we would move uh, to uh, cashless gaming. What I announced um, earlier in the week uh, was a transition uh, starting in uh, 2024, so the start of next year through to 2028, uh, where we will have cashless gaming in New South Wales. And what that means um, is that there'll be technology uh, whereby you set uh, your own limit as you yep. go as you go in, and you can't change that limit um, for a week. It's a measured response that ensures that. You know, there's so much family breakdown and people yep. uh, whose lives are destroyed uh, by putting uh, their cash uh, above their head down 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 poker machines in this state, and we need to do something about it. And if we and if anyone thinks we don't have a problem uh, with uh, with family breakdown that occurs uh, through problem gambling, they've got their head in the sand. So this is done yep. in a way that works. And I'll make this point very clearly, Mick. Yep. I'm, I want to work with pubs and clubs just as we did during the pandemic to make sure they transition and get through in a way that works for them. We're offering them significant financial support to do that, both here in Sydney, all the way out to regional New South Wales. So I don't want to see uh, one job loss. I want to see our pubs continue to thrive. Uh, but at the same time, we have a social obligation here to stop money laundering in this state um, and to stop problem gambling. Yep. Dom, um, a bit of positive news, bud. Before I get onto that, you have, I've got five kids with a mortgage. You know, you've got yep. seven kids and a mortgage. I just hope there's a rainbow on the horizon because we're struggling, mate. We are really struggling at the moment. And it's, everything's going up, um, but everyone seems to be going up with wages. But on a positive, on a positive, um, a fortnight ago, opposition leader Chris Minns pr- promised Sydney would be the hosting of uh, three major pay-per-view events in the UFC. Well, yesterday, something big for, you, for the government because you announced that Tim Zhu, We'll have a world title fight against Tony Harrison at Kudos Bank Arena on March 12, which is a major coup for the Massive state. Massive win. Massive win for the state. And we want to we want to make sure we're the event's capital of the country. And, you know, Tim Zhu's a great fighter. Uh, his, his father uh, was a legend as well, yep. Kostya. And yes. um, I loved watching him when he knocked out Zab Judah uh, back in the day. Um, and I think this is a this is a great win uh, for Sydney, and it really just shows. I mean, that was a competition that every, almost every state was in, and they wanted to be here in the best city in the world. Sorry, Mick, but uh, well, you've now seen the light. You've yeah, now seen the to light too, mate. He's, right. he's one of us now, Dom. Right. He's one of us. Okay, I tell you what, Premier. Well, let's go from a positive to what could be a negative. This is the big one. <laughs> this could decide the entire election. Is the Sydney Test going to Adelaide now? Uh, the most <laughs> controversial not. thing I've ever heard, and here's how you you addressed it during the week. A, f- a five-day washed-out test in Sydney is much better than a five-day test in Adelaide. <laughs> um, I mean, why? Because uh, at the end of it, you spent at the at, at the at, at, at the end of it, you spent five days in Adelaide. Oh, oh. Now, <laughs> are scathing remarks. Now, it may be an overreach or an overreaction, but and it may be beyond your power, but. Is it possible for New South Wales to declare war on South Australia? Is it, is it? No. Well, I'll tell you what we've done. I'll tell you what we've done, Mick. Uh, former New South Wales Premier Mike Baird is now the head of Cricket Australia. So if anyone's at risk of losing, <laughs> of losing their test, uh, it's Adelaide. In fact, we might have a, a, a summer of cricket uh, and have take every test here. And see, that's part of our little secret plan to um, take over the, the, the cricket summer. 
Well, we'll at least send in a spy balloon. Thank you for your time uh, today and taking time out, uh, Premier, to talk to our audience. Uh, as we said, they're directly affected by what's going on and we'll have a say in the election, so we appreciate your time. Thanks, Mick. Thanks, MJ. Ladies and gentlemen, the star reveals this is built bombshell. Wow. I've watched Hollywood. Can you show me real quick? As you I know, had no Nikki, idea I... you were as interested in this stuff. I thought you were just a sportsman. I thought no. that was your, your only interest. But you keep you keep texting me, yep. going, "Have you heard about this? And have you seen this? What have you got for us in the entertainment report today?" Well, there's actually lots. Um, let's start with uh, Ruby Rose and the Veronicas. Um, okay. Obviously, Ruby Rose went out with one of the the Aussie singers, Jess. Um, but Ruby Rose has vowed to expose the truth what? About, about the Veronicas in a scathing social media post, dubbing the twins horrific. Mm. <laughs> what? So, so basically she's, just, she's opened up saying that these two are toxic um, and, and I'm going to come out with memoirs and I'm going to expose you for the, for, the, for, the, for the horrific people you are. So stay tuned for that one because that's wow. going to rock everyone's... Whose, whose corner are you in, MG? Are you in Ruby Rose's corner? Or are you the no, Ver- are you a Veronica's man? Uh, yeah, I'm or a Ruby man. Rose man? Are you the Veronica's I'm Ver- corner? Yeah, I'm Veronica's. I like twins. <laughs> You got sons. You got boy. You got twin sons. That's what I'm a twin man. I've got okay. twin boys: Fred Buster, yep. Lenny Walter. Fred's the <laughs> oldest. He's the heir. Lenny's the spare. I've said it before. That's the way they roll. And, and can we hurry this up? They're in a car out the front. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, oh, come on, man. Um, Pamela Anderson. Hang on a second. The, uh... Hang on a second. I'm not finished with you. Which Veronica did Ruby Rose go out with? Uh, Jess. <laughs> did you do you know that, or are you making? Yeah, it I up? do. Yeah, I do. How yes. do you know that? Because What's the hits? What was the Veronica's hits? Do you, do you uh, he's know? one of them. Play that one. Not the hit, though. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> singing along the Veronica's. If you're just tuning in now, MJ you know singing along the Veronica's. You know what did? You know what did me in for Ruby? Ruby was. I didn't mind Ruby until I saw her in John Wick Three, and oh, she just didn't oh, really yeah. do much for me in that. She. She didn't talk in it. She had no dialogue, and I love John I didn't, Wick. I didn't think she was a bad. I didn't think she was a really good gangster. So John Wick Four, John Wick Four, not far away. How good's that? That's a date I, film. Oh, that is John can Wick. You take that, me, that, let's me. Oh, I'll take you. I'm going to take you as my date to John Wick Four, and we're going to do a body <laughs> count. Oh, it'll be so much fun. I'll get you a large popcorn and coke. No chocolate. Pamela Anderson is in the news again. What's she um, done now? Well, she's she's got a memoir out. She's got a Netflix, uh, you know, series on at the moment, it's which is, is, is breaking her. all records. Um, yeah. She talks about her off and on relationship with Kelly Slater in this new ne- mm. Netflix documentary. Apparently, they were both going out together in the mid-90s when he was on Baywatch and she was on Baywatch. And then all of a sudden, he was wondering where she was one night and he, she eloped with Tommy Lee and uh, maybe it had something to do with this as well. Yeah, Kelly said he's got girlfriends, so he wasn't uh, he wasn't not to blame in this either because he was um, he's a bit of a playboy. And Kelly then Slater. she but she she married Tommy Lee, and that didn't last. I can't believe it. I mean, I, if, I mean, Tommy, if they can't make it, what what hope can. do the rest of us have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, All and, yeah, right. right. And finally, in my little entertainment uh, report, um, did you see the Grammys? And did you see how peed off and just didn't want to be there Ben Affleck was? I mean, the OMG. Oh, OMG. Hang on. OMG, MG. He sat there with resting bitch face all he, night, oh. got ticked off by the missus. Yep. Have you, whose side are you on here? Who's in trouble? I'm, I'm on JLo's. So I don't like Ben Affleck. I... <laughs> there you go. What's I said you, it. What's your beef with Ben? With yeah, ben he was Affleck. a bad. He was a bad Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. Once again, MG is a hundred percent on the money. Worst Batman ever. And, and, that's I, and I really like Garner. I like I like his ex-wife. I liked her in Alias, Jennifer Garner, and I can't believe he he done the dirty on her. So I'm, I'm on. J-Lo's team. I'll get rid of him, J-Lo. Get rid of Affleck. He's a bad egg. He's a bum. He's no yep. good. He Mind is. you, having seen this, I say to you, we all, am I, <laughs> we've all been dragged along to events oh. by the missus we didn't want to go to. Am I right, oh. fellas? Oh, yes, we are. You've got, about, you've got millions of boys in the cars right now oh. on the job sites going, yes, Mickey, 
Yes, yes. You have. We've all had to be dragged along and pretend we're enjoying it when clearly we're not. Uh, as I sat there and sulked through an entire screening of Eat, Pray, Love once. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, this could be a good call. One triple three five three. What yep. have you been dragged along to that's given you a touch of the the Ben Afflecks? One triple three five three. Our favourite caller today. Screaming jets at Cuttington RSL. He was a shit Batman. <laughs> he was shit. He was crap. And right now we've been joined in the studio uh, by, I suppose I how do I refer to him, my sidekick, my <laughs> second banana, the guy who sits beside me while I do all the heavy lifting on front bar every week. Uh, tonight, 8.30, our special guest is David Boone. Please welcome Samuel Pang. Sam, yeah. thanks for joining us. Is that it? What happened at the last time I came on? There was this big intro and there was a like a voice, a pre-recorded voice. It was bells and whistles. <laughs> that now was, it's just you. That was like a first date, you know, when you I try know, really yes. hard and you're, you're pretending to be someone you're not. Yep. Well, welcome to the real world. Well, hello, Mickey, and uh, hello, MG, Kat. Yeah. It's great to be here hello, again. Sammy. Thanks for dressing up for the interview, of course, when oh, you well, describe your ensemble. Well, at least I've got a hoodie on. MG's in a singlet. I don't know why, you're, I don't, know why you don't just do a topless, MG. Seriously. Look at that. I will oh, you and you, what about you, Mickey? For to be wearing pants, you are really taking this job seriously, aren't you? I was told it was formal today. (laughs) But you know, me and MG have been wrestling all. I know you've just come from training and you've been in some training. Me and MG have been because a a couple of NRL players have gone bonkers Mm. in a Canberra nightclub. By the way, they were wrestling in a Canberra nightclub. (laughs) Now, do you remember the last couple of people you saw? Wrestling in a Canberra nightclub. Oh, it takes me all the way back to uh, November of last year, MG. And when, Mick, when I looked around a dance floor, I don't know where, I don't know the name of the place. It, it uh, was called uh, 88, 88 Miles Per Hour, we've established. Oh, really? Yeah. And there I saw, I saw Lawrence Mooney and Mick Malloy wrestling. <laughs> And I thought, wow, where's the mud? Where's a ring? Just fill it up full of mud and we could, we could charge here. So we've done where's that. Where's the jelly? And, by the way, <laughs> the jelly? tell them what you were doing at, at the exactly same time that we were wrestling. And remember, it was an 80s club and they only played 80s music. <laughs> That's, That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey. So, so uh, MG, I, I went up to the... I went up to the uh, to the DJ, DJ? Because <laughs> right? and and I wanted to request a song, right? This is how this is how late in the evening it was. Yeah. I wanted to request a song, and he said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, sure." What, what's his song? I said, oh, um, I'd like to request Johnny Gill's um, uh, "The Floor," "The Floor" by Johnny Gill, right? Which is a classic for me. And he said, "Oh, mate, I can't play that. I can't play that." And I was thinking, "Oh, what? What, what do you mean you don't have it, or you you know you can't find it?" And he goes, "No, no, no, no. This is an '80s night, and that was, that song was released in 1991." I go, oh, thank you very much, Nerd Biscuit. Just play the song, mate. Just play the song. Your dance floor is empty. There's, there's blokes wrestling on your dance floor. This will get them off. And I didn't remember what had happened until I woke up. Remember, I was, we were at breakfast. I yeah, said, yeah. I've got a really sore head. Yep. Who got that? They go, you were wrestling with Lawrence Mooney. But me and MG have been wrestling all week. How's he, how's he gone, MG? You know what? He's very he's, – he's strong. He's a strong but he bites. He, like, he bites a lot as well. I bit him. <laughs> I, I, I bit him, and there and there was a king hit from behind. But oh my I, God. I, 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 and at one point, I hopawadied him. Yeah, oh, well, that's just, his move. Just, that's my signature move. John, John learned that from you. People don't know that, by the way. That's a killer move. That one. <laughs> I always said when uh, Hopawade was boxing, I said that's the safest place for him to be. He's got gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the last time I saw John Hopawadi. Uh, MG, back you might be able to back. He was working on the door at a nightclub in Sydney, right? Yes, and I tell you, I yeah, right. And I have never seen a more well-behaved line <laughs> in my life. I don't want to see what the pass out was. One, one in Doink. one, one in one out had a whole different meaning back then. That's how. <laughs> He's a good man, Hopper. He's a good man. Yeah, hey, He's a great man. Not only joining him on the front bar tonight, we'll get to that in just a moment, yep. but also we're touring at the moment and doing a live show, which the team came along to see. Uh, Comped them, which I thought was... As in you left tickets under their name at the door. I left tickets under their name and they didn't pay, which I thought was not a great show of support. They could have 
put their hand in their pocket. I mean, that's coming out of your pocket too. They're, they're, they're freeloading on you when you think about it. Nicky, I know you gave them the tickets for free and they didn't have to pay, but after they see, saw you on stage, that they paid a price, all right? <laughs> you know I mean, they didn't, they, there's nothing, nothing is officially for free. No, but so yourself, you know, you and me, uh, Marty Sheargold, Lawrence Mooney, yeah. uh, we were in the, Sydney at the ICC. Like the the ICC, the, mm-hmm. the Darling Harbour yeah. Theatre. And, and your crew was in the, that's amazing. Freeloading. So who was, AMG, you wouldn't, you've had a better things to do. Cat, were you I, there? I, I, I was, I was there. at uh, I was a Dubbo. I would have come. I would have been You're there a for Dubbo? sure. But I was in Dubbo. Okay. Right. Yeah, we'll play that town one day. We're off to the Gold Coast this week, which is good for you because you. I think you owe the bikies money. Is that <laughs> the Finks? <laughs> What's the Finks, boys? Good <laughs> chance. I'll tell you what. There'll be a few bikies comped <laughs> if they know you're in town. The front ten rows will be big bikies. It's always good to go back to a town where the last time you were there, you were run out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great to be back, oh, Nicky. Gold well. Coast and then Brisbane. And so then awesome. Brisbane, and, and away we go. Now, front bar tonight, yes. David Boone. When I say David Boone, what do you think of? I think moustache. Yeah. I think One of the great cookie dusters yeah, of all time. Absolutely. It really is. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just the thrill. Like, he was just part of your childhood, and he was there. They seemed to be there the whole time. So it's You don't see a lot exciting. of him either, do you? you? He's kind of very sparing in his in his public appearances. What's he do now? He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's, he's an, an official umpire. Like, he does all the – he goes around the world doing the – he's, a, he's the, the man up in the box who oversees games, and he's very Tony – Tony Lockett, like a bit of plugger. He's kind of gone a bit of a recluse once he's retired, hasn't he? He's become a, a, a like an ICC ref, and I, I, I always it. think about yeah, when, when you when you look at Booney, uh, you think yes. yeah, you think admin and logistics. Like he's the man <laughs> that you want in charge of the books. But how's this? This is true. He has an honorary position at a bank in Tasmania that's been going on for years because he had a job at the bank and then he left the tour, and they said whenever wow. you come back, you you've yep. got a desk. And uh, I look forward to quizzing him on his on his financial background. Yeah, well, there's uh, a there's a thirsty camel in Melbourne that has got a standing offer for me, you know, because I used to work in a bottle shop, and I can go back any time I want. The, the way the front bar's going at the moment, I'll be back there in a week. You will be. Um, I can't wait to speak to him. It's going to be great. It's eight thirty tonight on. Channel 7. Uh, hey, what, what's up for you for the rest of the day? You've taken time off radio. What, are you just too jaded? What's wrong with you? Are you, I, are you sad, man? Just, are you living alone in a flea, like a Unabomber apartment? What are, you, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing with your life? All right. I'm writing a manifesto. That's all I'll say, all right? <laughs> no, I'm just having a break. You, like, you, you're, you're about to find out how hard. You've forgotten. You had a little break, and now you're back, and you've got a wonderful team who are carrying time. you, but... I, I did seven years of Breakfast Friday. I just needed a break. Well, you're welcome back here anytime. Front bar tonight, David Boone, Channel 7, 8.30, up against MAFs. Are you a bit worried? Because I what? know you watch that generally. <laughs> Is that your favourite show on telly? Or? I, I, I record it. I've, I've watched every season, <laughs> and, and, and uh, I just think it's the height of television. And... Um, yeah, you know what? During the seg, during seg one, I'll have a television on the bar watching that. Okay, <laughs> that's the spirit. That's the all-in attitude we've come to expect from Sam Pang, the great man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always wonderful to be on this show. It's been twice now, and, and uh, this is the last one. <laughs> see, you next, see you next week, Sammy. See you next week, Sam. Nick Malloy, MG in the morning. 